just for a few moments, Luke chapter 2 in your Bible. Luke chapter 2. The comforts are out of town, the comforts preaching in a church this weekend. But Mrs. Comfort said to me several times uh, when she would play, I can almost hear when Miss Comfort plays the piano, you can almost hear the words coming out of the piano. And uh, she said, my mama taught me uh, years ago that the most important part of the songs that we play are the words of the songs. And so tonight we've heard a presentation about uh, the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, that he alone is worthy. And uh, I want us to look at one of the songs that we sang, but I'm going to uh, call this Glory to the Newborn King. Luke chapter 2 beginning in verse 9. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. The angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. My favorite hymn at Christmas time is Hark the Herald Angels Sing. We sang it a while ago. It's my favorite one. I realize that the theology of some of the songs that we sing are a little bit on the squirrely side. That's a Greek word, Greek word squirrely. Uh, a little squirrely. But, uh, and... Daniel mentioned that we three kings, we have no idea that there were three kings. There's even debate about whether they ever came to the manger or not. They came to a house later, probably. Uh, the number of gifts and all of that. And so uh, I still like that. I was glad tonight that uh, because we've had some musicals where five men got up and sang we three kings. But so I was glad there were three of them tonight that sang <laughs> We also uh, sing, and we had played Away uh, in a Manger. Uh, we use that, the children a lot of times sing it at Christmas time. But uh, it says in that song, No crying he made. Now, there's nothing in the scriptures that said that Jesus never cried. And yet in that song, it says, No crying he made. I, I realize that. There's not perfect theology. What we have right here is what's perfect, by the way, the Word of God. But I like uh, Hark the Herald Angels Sing as a song, and it's a very interesting hymn history. It was written by Charles Wesley, and as Josh told us last week, they, there was a line at the end of the song that says, Hark how all the welkin rings, glory to the King of kings. And I'm glad that that was changed. I don't know that we want to sing uh, Hark to the Welkin, uh, as all the welcome rings. I, I, I'm glad that it was changed. I'll tell you what it was changed from. Uh, it was changed by a man by the name of Charles, uh, George Whitfield. George Whitfield, I've been to where he's buried. He was from England, preached in the United States several times, and he came over and in Newburyport, Massachusetts, near Boston. You can go to a little Presbyterian church there. You have to call the pastor and get him to come unlock the door. But you go in and George Whitfield died in the manse or the prophet's chamber house right behind uh, that church. 
uh, and he requested on his deathbed that he be buried there and not taken back to England. So when you go into that church underneath the pulpit, he, they, he said, would you bury me under the pulpit in that church? And George Whitfield is buried under there. I've been in there two or three different times, taking different preachers and my family there. And you climb up into the bell tower and uh, a little shaky up in there, but you climb into the attic and you climb on some boards and you look up there and that bell was, uh, was made in the foundry of Paul Revere. And so you, it's all kinds of things, history about that little church. But George Whitfield and Charles Wesley, their theologies were uh, different than each other. One time asked, uh, George Whitfield decided that the song was written uh, by or published in a hymn book in 1739, it was called Hymns for Christmas Day. That was the, our Hymn for Christmas Day was the title of the song instead of Hark the Herald Angels Sing. And George Whitfield didn't like all those words that were in that song. And so without asking Charles Wesley, he changed it. He just said, I mean, you know, he was just a preacher that decided he was going to change it. So he changed the, the song and uh, without consulting with Wesley. And Wesley didn't like it. It was, uh, it, it created some more, they were already some friction between the two fellows. They were friends, but, you know, agree to disagree sometimes. And there was some friction between them. Uh, and Wesley, it said that when he sang this song, uh, we call it Hark the Herald Angels Sing, uh, because that's what Wesley changed. He changed it to Hark the Herald Angels Sing, Glory to the Newborn King. He changed that line. And uh, it said that Wesley, when he sang that song for the rest of his life, never sang the, the George Whitfield version. He always sang his own, his own version of the song. In 1835, uh, a man, an organist by the name of William Cummings, he, uh, in 1835, uh, Wesley had written the tune to the song that they sang back then. And uh, Felix Mendelssohn, who was a, a Jew who converted to Christianity, accepted Christ as Savior, and uh, wrote some uh, songs. And so this uh, fellow named William Cummins, he liked uh, a tune that uh, Mendelssohn had written, and he blended that in, and that's the song we sing now. If you'll look in your hymn book, it's, it'll say that it's written by Charles Wesley. They don't tell you on there that it's revised by George Whitfield. But then it, when it says who wrote the music, Felix Mendelssohn wrote the music uh, to it, and they took that tune and the t song that we sing today. Uh, they, sometime with that little friction that went on, there was some, I, I've read several things about Whitfield because I've been to that where he's buried. I've been down to uh, Savannah, Georgia. The Wesleys came in sometime, and, and they visited uh, churches in Savannah. Very interesting church history tour for you sometime if you'd like to go to Savannah, Georgia and see where the Wesleys came in. But one time George Whitfield was asked, do you believe that you'll see Charles Wesley in heaven? He said, absolutely not. He said, I believe that he will be so close to the throne of God and I will be so far back from the throne of God, I'll never get to see him. I'm glad that we could sing tonight. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. It talks about several things in that song. It talks about uh, that God and sinners are reconciled. 
that we were enemies against God, the Bible says, and that God has reconciled us to himself. There are, there are unions here at Christmas time and some families, by the way, and some churches that need to be reconciled too, by the way. I'm praying for that. This is opportunities for people to be around people that they hadn't been around for a long time. Some of them they don't even like to be around. And some of those relationships, by the grace of God, need to be reconciled. But more important than that, I've been reconciled to God. My, it says God and sinners are reconciled. We also see in that song, it says the offspring of a virgin's womb. You could go down through a song, and there's certain things you can never find something in Scripture, but Charles Wesley knew his Bible as he wrote this song, offspring of a virgin's womb. We looked at that today in Isaiah 7, 14, and Matthew 1, 22 to 25. Veiled in flesh the Godhead see. We talked about that, that Jesus is God. Veiled in flesh the Godhead see. Hail the incarnate deity. God becoming man. He is, and Jesus indeed is God. God in the flesh. Pleased as with men, with men to dwell. Here he is coming down to tabernacle among us. John chapter 1 verse 14 says. He dwelt among us and we beheld his glory. John 1 14 says. Jesus our Emmanuel it says in that song. Matthew 1 23 we looked at it this morning. We sang about it. God with us. God with us. It mentions the prince of peace which we will look at in a couple of Sundays here on Sunday morning from Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. Uh, it says, born that men no more may die. He, he came, as, uh, as the men sang, born to die, but he died so that we might live, that we might live. I love that. I love to take these songs and look at the theology of them. And as we're singing them, we're thinking about not just what's on the page, but thinking about what's on these pages that backs up that song that we're singing. Not only was he born that men would not die, but it talks about he was born to give us second birth. Born again is what he wants us to be. He told, Jesus told Nicodemus in John chapter 3 and verse 3, ye must be born again. And here the Savior comes to give us a second birthday, a second birth. He came, it says, rise the woman's conquering seed. That's a reference to Genesis 3.15, the first mention of the gospel. The Proto-Evangelium, it's called. The first mention of the gospel, Genesis 3.15. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman and thy seed and her seed. And it or he shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel. The serpent's head was crushed by Christ. But only his heel was bruised. Only his heel was bruised. Stamp thine image in his place. We've... When we're saved, we're predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. Romans chapter 8 and verse 29. So today as we look at this hymn, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, look at the text 
It backs all of that up and different scriptures that backs it up. And tonight, heard many wonderful songs played and sung about our Savior and about Christmas time. Let me ask you tonight, if you're a Christian, what's God doing in your life to help you to be conformed to his image? What are you doing as you press toward the mark from Philippians chapter 3, as you read the word and pray, as you're involved in church fellowship with others and Christian fellowship who are encouraging you to be more like the Savior, stamp thine image in his place. And then here tonight, if you don't know Christ as Savior, you've never put your faith and trust in Christ, or like my daughter who called me this week and said that, Daddy, this is the anniversary of my coming to Christ uh, 27 years ago, I think it was. And uh, she trusted Jesus at, the born, at a Ring the Bells program in Hartsville, South Carolina. Maybe this Christmas, if you're uncertain, shaky about your salvation, this would be the time to nail it down, to get it nailed down with the Lord, to be certain about your own salvation because he was born to give us second birth, second birth. As we think about these songs, we think about the scriptures that will be read uh, even over the next couple of weeks and as people read the Christmas story, we were with the Capels last night and they were talking about how their children, they quote uh, Luke Two, uh, one through 20 and, and act it out and as people look at this Christmas story not just a story but about the unique God man coming to earth in the incarnation and the one that came that we might be more like him and that we might most of all know him as our personal savior let's bow for prayer Father I pray tonight that if there are those here tonight without Christ, that even at the end of the service or in our fellowship time to follow in a few moments, that they would say, could somebody show me tonight how I could be saved and know it? Maybe somebody say, I, I need to get it settled, preacher. I need to get it nailed down. Thank you, Father, that tonight we can say, glory to the newborn king, the one as the capels sang, who is the only one worthy of our worship. And we'll thank you in Jesus' name.